Hare Krishna, we are reading chapter 9, The Most Confidential Knowledge, a text 9, uh, nine. Hi Krishna Prabhuji, please take, uh, please take over the call now. Hare Krishna, thank you so much <coughs> Mataji. We will start as usual with our Mangalacharan prayers. Om Agnyanati Mirandasya Agnyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bheshtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapada Kamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpati Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostuti Tapta Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishvanu Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatrubhyascha kripasindubhyevacha patitanam pavnebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advait Gadadhar Shivasadhi Gaurmatvrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate so, uh, as usual, I'll uh, you know we will begin with the chanting of the verses. Today we will try to cover verses nine and ten. So, for us to get started, I'll request Aladar Das uh, Prabhu to guide us into how to chant those verses. So, we will go first by verse 9 we'll do the word for word translation read the uh, translation and the purport and then similarly thereafter we'll go to verse 10 so haladar uh, das prabhu please guide us hari krishna prabhu dhanyavad for giving me an opportunity to recite it so we are at the chapter 9 text number 9 and page number is 387 on English Bhagavad Gita. So, the Sanskrit wording I'll read first, then I'll recite it. It says, Nacha maam tani karmani nibat nanti dananjaya. The wording is, Nacha maam tani karmani nibat nanti dananjaya. And second line is Udasin Vada Asinam Udasin Vada Asinam Asaktam Tesu Karmasu. Repeat Udasin Vada Asinam Asaktam Tesu Karmasu. Now I'll try to recite it Natyamam Tani Karmani. Nibadnanti the Nanjaya Udasin Vada Asinam Asaktam Teshukarmasu Hare Krishna. Go ahead, Mataji, please recite. 
ಪರ್ಪಟ್ Uh, maybe the two matajis can read half of and then haladar das prabhu and harprasad prabhu you can uh, read the purport for verse 10 so word for word translation no never cho also mom me tani all those karmani activities nibagnanti bind dhananjaya o conqueror of riches udasinvat as neutral asinam situated asaktam without attraction teshu for those karmasu activities translation odhananjaya all this work cannot bind me i am ever detached from all these material activities seated as though neutral hari krishna hari krishna purport by shrivarupat ki jai One should take that in this connection that the Supreme Personality of God has no engagement. His, in his spiritual world, he is always engaged. In the Brahma Samhita 5.6, it is stated, Atamaram smastatasyasim prakrate prakratyana samagamaha He is always involved in his eternal blissful spiritual activities but has nothing to do with his material activities. Material, activi- uh, material activities are being carried on by his different potencies. The Lord is always neutral in the material activities of the created world. And this neutrali- uh, neutrality is mentioned here with the word Uddasina Vat. Uh, Hare Krishna, should I continue? Maybe uh, Sumati Mataji can take over. Yes, Prabhuji. Although he has control over every minute 
detail of material activities. He is sitting as if neutral. The example can be given of a high court judge sitting on his bench. By his order, so many things are happening. Someone is being hanged, someone is being put into jail, someone is awarded a huge amount of wealth, but still he is neutral. He has nothing to do with all that gain and loss. Similarly, the Lord is always neutral. Although he has his hand in every sphere of activity, in the Vedanta Sutra, it is stated, He is not situated in the dualities of this material world. He is transcendental to these dualities. Nor is he, he attached to the creation and annihilation of this material world. The living entities take their different forms in the various species of life according to their past deeds. But, and the Lord doesn't interfere with them. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So we will also do now verse 10. Haladardas uh, Prabhu, if you would please guide us. Okay, Prabhu Hare Krishna. So, text number 10. It's read as it. Maya Jakshena Prakutihi. Suyate Sacharacharam. He to nane nakonteya jagat vi padivartate. Word again. Maya jakshena prakatihi suyate sacharacharam. He to nane nakonteya jagat vi padivartate. I'll recite it now. Maya jakshena prakatihi suyate sacharacharam. Itunane na konteya jagat vi parivartate. Hare Krishna Prabhuji Mataji Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Hashitakti. Maya Blakshina Prakati Suyati Sacharacharam. Itunane na konteya jagat vi parivartate. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, I believe there is someone else also on the line. Uh, if you would want to join the call and recite the shloka, please. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Danvat Pranam, this is Valli. Oh, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, welcome. Hare Krishna, join late. So, what is the number of the verse, Prabhuji? Uh, it is oh, chapter 10, right? verse 10, Mataji, yeah, on page 388. Yeah, 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 I have that. Maya Jakshena Prakriti Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Maya Dhyakshena Prakritihi Suryate Sacharacharam Hetunane Nakonteya Jagat Viparivarutate Hare Krishna 
I'll do the word for word translation. Maya by me. Adhyakshena by superintendence. Prakriti, material nature. Suyate, manifest. Sir, both. Chara, acharam, the moving and the non-moving. Hetuna, for the reason. Anena, this. Kaunteya, O son of Kunti. Jagat, the cosmic manifestation. Viparivartati is working. So I will stop here since there are three people who have to read. Haladar uh, Das Prabhu, if you can read the translation and say the first three, four sentences thereafter of the purport and then, uh, you know, uh, Har Prashad Prabhu, you can pick up and then uh, Valdi Mataji, you can finish the reading of the purport. Hare Krishna. Yep. Dhanyavad Prabhuji Hare Krishna. The translation as by uh, our divine Chris Prabhupada, uh, this material nature, which is one of my energy, is working under my directions, O son of Kunti, producing all moving and non-moving beings. Under its rules, this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. It is clearly stated here that the Supreme Lord, although aloof from all these activities of the material world, remains as the Supreme Director. Uh, that's Hare Krishna. Mataji, you can go ahead. Okay. The Supreme Lord is the Supreme will and the background of this material manifestation, but the management is being conducted by the material nature. Krishna also states in Bhagavad Gita that of all the living entities in different forms and species, I am the father. The father gives seeds to the womb of the mother for the child, and similarly the Supreme Lord, by his mere glance, injects all the living entities into the womb of the material nature, and they come out in their different forms and species according to their last desires and activities. All these living entities, although born under the glance of the Supreme Lord, take their different bodies according to their past deeds and desires. Hari Prasad Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. So, so, uh, so the Lord is not directly attached to the material creation. He simply glance over, glance over material nature. Material nature is, is thus activated. Everything is created immediately because he glance over material nature. There is undoubtedly activity on the part of the Supreme Lord. But he has nothing to do with the manifestation of the material or directly. This example is given in the Smriti, when there is a fragrance flower before uh, someone, the fragrance is touched by the smell flower of the persons. At the smelling and the flower are detached from one another, there is a similar connection between the material world and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Actually, he has nothing to do with the material world, but he... but... Uh, nothing to do with material world uh, I think but he uh, creates 
facilitating it uh, mata ji told me to uh, you know take this task so i'll try my best <coughs> uh but of course i am looking forward for participation from every one of you uh you know it is just me and some thoughts that uh, that are coming to my mind so i'm starting with that but please feel free to either uh, stop interject ask questions comments or uh, later on you know of course participate so with that uh, this particular chapter uh, is uh, you know in sanskrit they say it's uh, you know rajvidya and uh, in english prabhupada says it's uh, the most confidential knowledge the reason it is titled like this is because here krishna is starting to talk about himself and reveal about himself so when we have to you know even in normal relationship when we have to like someone when we have to you know we love someone we try how does that even develop right you have to first know about that person you have to know then that creates an association but thereafter as you start to understand the heart of that person you truly start to love that person then later on even without the person saying you understand what the person wants and without you saying anything the person also understands what you want so that is even in material life a symptom of true love between two entities that without saying anything you have to understand what the lord uh, what the other person is saying so similarly let us try now to understand what krishna is trying to say about him and try to understand his heart in all of this so krishna starts about this chapter and he says that you know and especially this verses 9 and 10 they are referring to verses uh, uh, 7 and 8 before so uh, because when krishna says that these acts are not binding on me he's just previously talked about that <coughs> you know he millennium after millennium he creates the material nature and then millennium after millennium he destroys it uh, <coughs> and uh, so these acts are the ones that are not binding him now what does it mean let's try to even understand how krishna operates and how we operate let's say we create uh, certain amount you know food for someone let's say we paint something let's say we sing a song so what happens is we start to become attached to it i'll give you a very small example you know uh, we were doing some service in uh, the temple basically frying papadam and even in that act of frying papadam when we brought out like the 300 to 500 i think puppets that we had tried that day we were like oh see people are enjoying the puppets i tried 
and it so happened that the person who was carrying the papadam in his plate it was in the outdoors so the papad flew away because of the air immediately as soon as the thought arises in my mind i see this happen and the person says oh my papad flew away so now i am still at the doorstep of the temple looking outside so my i haven't even stepped out but krishna already told me in certain sense that here i was i was thinking this is my papadam i fried it whereas the person is taking the papad from that uh, you know table the papad flies away and he says that is his papad so even a one single piece of papadam very insignificant right but i am associating and i am saying that's mine that person is associating with it thinking it is his the packet on which that papad is uh, you know under which it is sold that owner of that company is thinking that is his papadam the person who is serving is thinking perhaps it is his papadam so you know these small things how we become associated attached and we start to put our ownership on it if someone does not appreciate it someone does not like it and forget about someone criticizing it we get very upset with it so you know if you say oh the food is tasteless the person who's prepared the food may not like it if you do a painting and someone by chance destroys it uh, someone by chance uh, does not appreciate it we we feel very aggrieved by it now look at the creation and the majesty of the creation so many stars at night that make the sky beautiful and we can enjoy you look at the sunrise whether it is on a body of water whether it is in a mountain or at simply if even if it is in a city and you are just looking at the sunrise and the way it lights up the sky it's so beautiful whether it is then at night you look at the moon whether it is the flowing of the water chirping of the birds the flowers the smell of the flowers the small caress of the wind all of that is so beautiful and if you step away from uh, even this small tiny earth the whole creation is so beautiful the space the vastness of it we are nothing and in spite of having created such a majestic thing krishna is not attached to it he will create it like this and he will destroy it like that so that is what krishna is saying that you know even though i am creating all of this i am actually detached to all this i am neutral it doesn't matter to me now what does it mean so first of all he said that he keeps creating so there are various aspects that we can understand in this so one he he does not you know what's the word there he is not creeper he is not miser he you know it's his majesty he is he is creating not only this universe he is creating millions and millions of universes uh, you know from the body of mahavishnu similar such universes come out and then we get hints of what is the majesty of different types of universes you know there is a instance where <coughs> uh brahma is thinking that he is the only brahma in the universe so krishna actually summons all the brahmas and there our four headed brahma sees 
that there are 6, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128, all sorts of Brahmas are there. So in presence of those majestic Brahmas, our Brahma feels he is so insignificant. So it's not that he, the Lord is creating millions and millions of universes. Each universe itself is unique on its own. And each universe may have its own opulences. And yet, not only this universe, every universe that he's created is immediately you know, uh, destroyed when uh, Krishna inhales it back, when Mahavishnu inhales these universes back. So that is him and his potency. And within that universe, there are billions of planets on which there is this one small galaxy within which there is Earth, within which there are so many countries and billions of people. And there we sit and we think this is mine and this is theirs. So this is the qualitative difference between Krishna and us. And we have to understand what is what he is saying there. So while he is creating and destroying, does it mean that his life is monotonous? Does it mean that he has, you know, uh, in one place Prabhupada talks about Atlas. Now Atlas is, uh, you know, as per the Greek mythology, he is holding earth on its back. And it looks like he is tired because he is bending down, he is sitting on his uh, legs. <coughs> Krishna does this effortlessly. It doesn't, you know, it just happens naturally. He looks at the universe and the universe forms. And when he inhales, the universe is destroyed. So it is effortless. But does it, is it monotonous? No. Because this is just like, you know, even without his thinking, without his, uh, you know, uh, folk, requiring his focus, his energies are acting these things out on their own. Krishna, therefore, is engaged in his own pleasure, pastime activities in his transcendental world. So he is not affected by material world. He is Atmaram. So first we have to understand that this is, you know, he is not a mechanic that he is just creating and destroying. He, he has his activities. He is creating this universe for a purpose. And he is destroying it after the purpose is fulfilled. He destroys it. Now, <clears throat> there are other aspects to this. So, does it mean that he doesn't care? that he, when he is destroying, and there are multiple times when the universes are destroyed. There is partial destruction that happened at the end of the Yuga itself. So when Kali Yuga is uh, done, there is a little bit of uh, uh, destruction that happens. Then at the end of Brahma's day, there is another dissolution that happens. So Brahma goes to sleep and not all, but certain universes within our uh, creation they, they are destroyed. And then at the end of Brahma's life, again, there is a big annihilation and everything, including Brahma and everyone on Brahmaloka, everyone is actually uh, brought back into Mahavishnu's body form. Those who are transcendental at that time will actually go to Vaikuntaloka. So does it mean that he doesn't care? So he's saying he's neutral. Does it mean he doesn't care? So, how do we understand this aspect of the, what the Lord is saying here? With previously, he's already said he's Surit Sarva Bhutana. So, how can he say that he is the best friend to every entity, but he is neutral? 
So we have to now start to understand. This is why, and when we understand this, we will start to love Lord. We will start to actually understand His magnanimity. So how is He Suraj when He is saying that I am neutral and I can destroy things? <coughs> so He, in a way, doesn't care for the material creation. The material creation is basically just some of multiplication of subtraction of or division of atoms. You put something together, it keeps changing shape and form and it keeps changing its name and attributes. But overall, the sum total of material energy is the same and the sum total of matter is the same. Science also now recognizes unity of matter, unity of space. So, so far as the material world is concerned, the outer layerings that we have brought on ourselves. So far as that is concerned, he is neutral. He is allowing the laws that he has formed under his direction those laws are operating. They are being operated by Mother Durga. But when they, those laws are operating, he is neutral. So if a volcano has to happen because there is <coughs> you know, a uh, lot of pressure built into the subterranean parts of the earth, the volcano will happen. If people cut down trees, there will be lack of, uh, you know, moisture in the air, there won't be rain, and the consequences will be there. In there, Krishna will not step in. But where does he step in? He steps in when it comes to the living entities. He cares when it comes to the living entities. He is friend to us. The moment we turn towards Krishna, He is now turning towards us. He has already said, He said also, see now we, now we can understand what He says, because He said, I reciprocate with uh, my devotees in the proportion with which they think of me, they do things, I also uh, reciprocate with them. Later in this chapter, He is also going to say, that, you know, <coughs> he quotes a verse, he says, Samoham Sarvabhuteshu. So, I am equal to all entities. Na Dveshyosti, Na Priya. So, I don't hate anyone, I don't envy anyone, nor do I like, uh, you know, necessarily like or love anyone. So, he's in that sense, even amongst the living entities, he is neutral, he is equal. But he says, <clears throat> thereafter, that those who uh, serve me in bhakti, then to them, uh, I am a friend and they are not lost to me. So I am forgetting the words there, I think it is in verse 29. Uh, uh, so that is what Krishna is saying. So what does that mean? that when the living entity is looking at matter, Krishna remains neutral. But the moment the living entity looks towards Krishna, Krishna immediately starts to reciprocate. And that is, now, how do we understand that? Why Krishna does this? So, another example that comes to my mind is, and Prabhupada has actually talked about it. He says that it is, you know, he is acting like a judge. But, we actually practically see it and when we see it in our life, maybe we can understand it a little better, right? So, where do we see it? When we see parents looking at their children 
playing with their doll houses within which they have a crockery set and a cup set and they have a, you know various types of things with which they decorate things so now the child is making tea it's a make believe tea but the parent will come the parent will sit when the child comes the parent will actually sip it and say oh very nice very tasty so does the parent really care about that small cup of tea in the doll house no what does the parent really care about the parent is actually caring about that cup of tea till the time his the child is there so that is really what krishna is also doing he doesn't really care for this universe because it's his energy and the energy is never lost the matter is never lost we are spirit souls we are also never lost so he cares about us because we are conscious so he cares about what we think what we do and especially when we turn towards him he is immediately there so while he is neutral while he may be in goloka he is also there like this because he is also not only the mahavishnu who is creating <coughs> the garbhodaksha sorry the karnodaksha vishnu who is creating this universe he is not only the garbhodaksha vishnu he is also the shirodaksha vishnu who is lying in our heart why is he lying in our heart if he doesn't care about us why does he lie in the heart of a small insect even a worm who is going into you know horrible places that we actually despise why is parmatma lying in that living entity why? so you have to understand that it doesn't only uh, you know this this is not just true of the cre- creation and creatures on planet earth he says there are certain different types of lokas that go down up to patal loka but thereafter there are 28 types of hellish planets and of those 28 different uh, hells he, there are living entities they also have heart and he is sitting in their heart how is it that he is going to hell with the entities can we now understand how sure is he is and yet how he is neutral so we have to start to understand what the lord is saying and bring all these things into different perspectives so now we will actually if you if you actually contemplate on this if you think about it we'll start to love the lord because you will now start to see how loving he is he is not in a way caring much about the outer layers of us so our body it's also form of tough Uh, five elements our emotions our mind intelligence ego these are also material things they are formed in this world but he cares about us as the soul and what the soul is trying to do and as soon as the soul looks towards him he will immediately reciprocate so that is what we have to understand when he says is uh, udasin vat versus he is surid also uh so does it mean then that matter is bad so because that could be another question that you know we have to give up matter no because that is what our existence is we have been given this body and we take different types of bodies different types of lives different types of you know forms based on our desires and what we deserve so that is a given but what has been given to us we have to use it 
once we start to realize Krishna and our relationship with him, now we have to use what has been given to us to serve him. The moment matter is dovetailed into spirituality, it actually becomes spiritual. So, these very same senses, that when they are looking outside, Krishna is saying, okay, the child is playing with the dollhouse, let him play. But when those senses now start to say, okay, even in the dollhouse I have prepared a tea, but I want to give it to my Krishna, he will immediately come and take, take it. Call it prasadam, call it bhoga, but he is always there and he will always receive. If you offer it with love, and that is the only condition he has. Because what else do we have? We don't have anything else. This, as I said, the five elements of our body, our mind, our intelligence, our ego, all of that is material. And Krishna said, his Udasinvat went so far as it comes to that. But our consciousness is spiritual. The moment that consciousness starts to look at Krishna, slowly that consciousness permeates into the matter around us. And at that time, even the matter becomes spiritual. So, when our consciousness is, I want to serve this to Krishna, that consciousness, when it is in touch with that food that we are preparing, it becomes spiritual. We offer it to Krishna, and then when we have it, it is actually spiritual. So it's not like, because Krishna is saying, you know, I don't care about or I am neutral to the material world, doesn't mean that it is not, uh, you know, uh, we, we have to look down upon it. It is just that we have to spiritualize it. So, <clears throat> how do we now spiritualize this? The example that often is quoted is of, let's say, a glass of water, our consciousness. Currently, our consciousness is dirty. It is looking at matter. How do we clean it? So, a glass of water that has a lot of contaminants, how do you clean it? There are three ways, right? One, the easiest way, some people actually say, just break the glass of water. The problem of dirty water or clean water just simply goes away. Don't worry about it. Break the glass. That, in some sense, is similar to the philosophy of, you know, merging into the Lord's existence. The glass itself is not there. Why worry about what is contaminating it? But you have committed, in a way, spiritual suicide. The other way is, empty the glass out and then fill it with fresh. So clean it and then fill it with something that you want. <clears throat> that is the path of, say, Hatha Yoga, uh, Jnana Yoga, all of those things. But they are extremely difficult because <clears throat> we know in our practical life, even to get rid of one thought is so difficult. But the third way to clean that same glass of water is to hold it under running water. So the moment you hold it under running water, slowly the fresh water will fill it and the contaminating water and the contaminants will flow out. So similarly, this is the part of Bhakti Yoga. When we associate with devotees, when we, uh, you know, have uh, prasadam, uh, when we stay away, when we've been told that stay away from the, uh, you know, the poor uh, prohibitive principles that we are supposed to follow, then slowly, slowly our association with contaminants comes down and the good things start to flow. So 
this is how we can spiritualize our matter and matter is then uh, also as good as the transcendental world because this matter here living in this life itself we start to spiritualize it and therefore they say that the pure bhakta wherever he is there is vaikuntha because the lord is in there in him and he is fully spiritualized there are so many examples prabhupada has given one of the examples that comes to mind is prabhupada often quotes a piece of iron when it is in touch with fire is like fire so similarly this body when it is in touch with the spiritual lord then this body also is spiritualized so that is the example uh, when we are in touch with the devotees who are pure devotees of the lord we also start to become spiritualized we also start to take that uh, you know power uh, or that uh, piety into us <clears throat> so in summary the lord uh, you know he cares less or he is neutral to matter but he is so much more caring about us and <clears throat> he is truly that surid for us uh, in terms of verse 10 now so sometimes you know people say so here i'll go into a slightly different direction instead of what is said in the words i'll say what people sometimes argue against it or uh, you know how we can use this words to uh, break through certain other arguments so people say that life has uh, you know come from chemicals people say that you know it's a big bang theory the bang created the universes so here krishna is saying no i have created it have we in practical life uh, can you see something just come out of nothing it is always created by someone even now uh, scientists have uh, you know discovered that higgs boson particle in their own limited thinking they say that this is the god particle why do they call it the god particle because they say energy is now converting into matter and when it converts into matter that first stage is that higgs boson particle but then who created the energy that they are not yet able to answer the thing is nothing comes into creation without there being a creator for it so how can this whole beautiful universe be there without there being a creator and krishna says maya dakshina prakriti suyate sacharachara so it is under his direction so while he is neutral it doesn't mean that he doesn't know what's happening he is in our hearts and he is in heart of every atom living and non moving uh, non living entities and therefore he exactly knows controls everything that is happening yet he is neutral to it doesn't mean that he has lost his control over this you know sometimes you will hear atheistic people saying you know i was actually listening to another talk by uh, another is con prabhu and he was uh, he was saying that uh, you know there is no god if you go to the cancer ward of any hospital you will realize there is no god because how can god really be god and merciful if he allows for suffering where kids from say you know the moment they are born they are into torment all the way up to you know any ward of hospital any person at any stage of life is suffering so he says how you know that person these these are the arguments of atheists 
how is it that there can be God when so much suffering is going on? So many wars happen, so many droughts happen. So the point is, these kind of questions come from demonic mentality. Why why do they arise? For two reasons. One, because the you know the moment you are in bodily consciousness, again coming back to matter. The moment our consciousness in, is in matter, these kind of thoughts will happen because you start to think that you are the body. Then all the ailments of the body start to be seen as something that is fair or not fair. You, it again generates another thought that there is only one life. And you start to think only from the perspective of this one single life. But what we forget is we are not this body. This body is formed because of our actions uh, that we have taken in the past, our desires of the past, and then in certain way, Krishna, based on our desires and what we deserve, gives us this body. So if you forget the cause and where the journey started and just suddenly start to blame that I am here and why am I here, and it is so unfair of the whole world because I am here now, without thinking that it you actually started the journey long ago and where you are in that journey is because of your decisions in the past. So when we or when anyone forgets that cause and the history, they will automatically start to say, oh, this is not fair. Why am I born poor? Why am I born uh, with certain ailments, etc., etc.? So we have to really understand all these things and this is again I mean in a way we are at chapter 9 what does that mean that we should remember what Krishna has spoken to us in the first eight chapters we should actually understand every shloka on the back of every other shloka because every shloka and everything said in every shloka is true simultaneously so Krishna actually the very first thing you can say Arjuna is what are you lamenting for what are you talking about? The whole chapter 1, Arjuna is speaking, Krishna is quiet. It is basically the same thing. All these doubts that come in our mind, these questions that come in our mind, they all are similar to the doubts that arise in Arjuna's mind in chapter 1. And Krishna's simple answer to it is, but you are not this body, you are this soul, right? And the moment we think like that, we are able to actually come out of it. All these doubts start to disappear and we start to see the reality as it is. That if I am truly the soul, that I cannot take birth, I cannot die, I am eternal, I am living for infinity, will this momentary problem that perhaps lives and every problem in our life, whether it is work related, whether it is money related, health related, everything, is for perhaps a day, perhaps a month, perhaps a year, few years, or perhaps the whole lifetime. But then this, this body is gone, this life is gone, and you start afresh. So from a soul's perspective, none of these things should matter. All these things when we look at, we actually start to understand what Krishna is saying here. Uh, and hopefully there, there does not remain any doubt in our minds. So with this, uh, perhaps I have rambled a bit, perhaps I have gone in different directions, uh, but I will uh, stop my uh, conversation.
the gist or summary of this is Krishna is neutral so far as our uh, consciousness is material. He immediately reciprocates when our consciousness is transcendental. We need to change our consciousness from matter to spiritual. The way to do that is to follow regulative principles. It is the cleaning of the glass that I talked about. As we start to clean the glass or the uh, state of our mind, we will start to become more and more spiritual. As we become spiritual, you know, uh, you know, he says, those who are Dushkriti, they cannot know me. But those who are Sukriti can come to know me. They slowly approach me. So that Sukriti begins when we follow those four prohibitive principles and we start to either have, you know, the ABCD of Krishna consciousness, associate with devotees, read books, chant, uh, you know, have bhoga, etc. So uh, we need to spiritualize ourselves. When we spiritualize, Krishna is our best friend. He is always there with us. So this is how we need to understand uh, these two verses or that is how I hope to understand these two verses and keep this consciousness uh, forever. But with that, I'll uh, ask you to participate. I'll ask you to provide your perspectives, comments, add on what I have said, correct me if I have said anything wrong or ask questions if there are any. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, very, very wonderful explanation. Actually, it is a complete class. We don't need to <laughs> explain anything more. Uh, you have provided all the information and how we have to react and what are the causes and everything. Oh, nicely said, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. That's what uh, I was going to say, that we don't need to disturb you, Prabhu. And we just want to listen to you and learn, you know. So beautiful, really all. You have uh, cleared out so many things uh, in my mind as well by giving your statements. So particular I don't have much to say I don't have any more to say about it the way you have explained I just want to keep listening keep listening keep listening and learn it so it is very beautiful really this young Mata you may have a lot of questions you know but I was just uh, looking some simple example of the uh, in the chapter 10, I mean, text 10, it says, Maya Dakshena Prakti Suyate Satyatram Hetunane Nakonte Jagat Viparivartate. So, simplest way you know, everybody will question how it can happen. Why? So many questions, you know, younger people have, and older people as well. So, how the Prakriti works, you know? How what the Lord do it? How by His desire everything happens, as per explained in the chapter. I mean this verse. So I was reading, you know, I was just thinking myself and trying to understand it. And then one example it, it fits me properly, like a, how the water has creates, you know, has been created H two O like. 
two particles of the hydrogens and one particles of the oxygens and uh, even though you mix these two hydrogen and oxygens the it does not create the water but you need the presence of catalyst you know which is electricity and then you can produce the water so that to my understanding i was trying to understand this simple things that prakriti is working under the order of the lord but his presence is essential without his presence the prakriti cannot work and no no creations will happen you know very simply that there was my understanding i was developing but you have explained so nicely you know many things which i was thinking only as materially but the spiritual uh, points you have mentioned us such a beautiful really really beautiful way that uh, how everything uh, turns into spirit, uh, spiritualize everything you know by your thoughts and by your acts uh. well other than that i don't have much uh, capacity to elaborate the subjects you know so thank you very much hare krishna prabhuji thank you prabhuji mataji you are very kind to me thank you so much uh, sumati mataji harshita mataji har prashad prabhu if you have anything to add and valli mataji uh, you know i am just repeating what i have heard from other verses or what i have read so this is not like something great and you know it's like a parrot just speaking Uh, but i want to hear from you uh, some of the aspects of these two verses that you liked uh, that you may want to add on so all of you uh, the two matajis har prashad prabhu and then valli uh, mataji anyone who wants to add sure prabhu ji yeah i will uh... Mm, say what i thought about this verse and uh, a little bit more uh, because uh, um, here the word that attracts me mainly is simply so it says uh, he simply glances over material nature right that is so simple uh, for a supreme personality of godhead uh, but the material nature is always uh, called as maya right so i feel that maya is also essential together with the mm, uh, spiritual things because uh, to how to balance the spirituality with the maya that's also to be learned from this one because uh, only with a glance on the material nature um, the prakriti and purusha we say right this is a manifestation of entire universe is happening and um, the glance of the lord that is very important even if we offer any prasadam um the navyam they say only with a glance he can um all the senses are interconnected interrelated interconnected for the lord because he can smell with his eyes and he can look with his ears something they say about that one i heard in another lecture also so the glance over the material nature is more important and because of the glance um, everything is happening and that's what i feel prabhuji yes mataji uh, we actually say that what you are saying is you know in the prayer govinda madhi purusham tamam bhajami the second paragraph uh, 
<coughs> it basically talks about it that all his indriyas perform the action of every other indriya and they actually uh, effortlessly create maintain and destroy this universe so every day we are actually singing that and praising the lord for it right yeah yeah <laughs> and how important uh, to uh, take care of our deeds and actions because uh, it clearly says what it is um, uh, also our involvement right whatever all the living entities all the born under the glands uh they take different bodies according to their past deeds and desires right so how watchful we have to be in our acts and also all already what we are thinking at least that has to be perfect too yes mataji it's like you know uh, how i look at it is so uh, aeroplane that has to fly right there is a little mm-hmm. bit of run it has to have a runway and yeah. the take off is very difficult if the runway is very short now <laughs> or the speed has to be faster the yeah. the shorter the runway the speed has to be extremely fast so <laughs> that's how it is uh, yeah. you know if, if no one can predict what is the duration of everyone's life but generally assuming that everyone has 100 years of life you know some people have a little bit more runway the young mataji's have a lot of runway for them to take off <laughs> or prepare for the take off and then i think oh okay my life it is only so much runway remaining now and we have to make best use of that runway now otherwise the take off will not happen because we don't have any control on our past deeds and desires but at least at this point of life we have to be attentive and uh, watchful what we are doing because that will be the bridge for the next life as you said prabhuji because we don't have any control now but uh, if we use the time wisely um, then we can at least have the hope for the next life yes mataji actually i am going to read one verse because prabhupad quotes that verse actually later on so in 728 uh, uh, he says yesha determination we basically say i am not capable of this and then simply at by the end of bhagavad gita krishna actually says you know sarva dharman parityajya mam ekam charanam raja aham tvam sarva papebhyo mokshayeshi maasya so over here in chapter 7 verse 28 he is saying if you have eradicated then only you can start to pray me but then he gives the best shortcut available he says you know just surrender to me because that will eradicate all the uh, sinful reactions mashucha i will eradicate it and because the sinful reactions are eradicated now you can see te dwandano mohan nirmukta so at that time we will be free of duality we will be able to bhajante mam dridhuta so we will be able to serve him and you know perform devotional service with absolute uh, steadfast determination so that is the beauty that is how he suridhi is so he does say if you want you know prabhupad says you can try to cross the ocean 
and there is it is possible if you have the ability to swim that much and take on the ocean you may try to do it or simply take refuge of a boat so that is his uh, and his devotees causeless mercy very wonderful prabhu ji nice example yeah we need to take the shelter all the devotees uh, should be so merciful and uh, we need uh, the support of the devotees mainly that's what i can say hari krishna hari prasad prabhu ji and uh, the kids we are waiting for you Hare Krishna Prabhuji uh, thank you for giving a wonderful class Prabhuji and uh, Hare Krishna Mataji uh, I really like like the way you explained uh, very uh, nice so uh, Prabhuji uh, I wanted to ask like this material nature which is one of the lord's energies is working under his direction so uh prabhuji i had this question that wasn't related to this it's that uh, there are five people in this world which have been named after krishna and one of and like uh, who are those like five people and uh, prabhuji uh, this material nature is it something else or is it like the material nature itself uh, sorry mata ji actually i'm not sure what are you saying there are five people in this world who are named like krishna and who are those people i am uh, not aware of i i didn't get your question or i am not aware of it then uh probably like uh, there is like draupadi and then there's arjun and then there's like yogamaya which have like krishna's name so or like the other people which have like krishna's name and uh, prabhuji my second question is that is this material nature the material nature itself or is it like something else prabhuji oh uh, okay so i am still not sure about your question one so yes there are uh, you know uh, draupadi is called krishna uh, arjuna is also at times called krishna uh, so but i don't know what the question there is uh, said by having the name doesn't make them krishna uh, if that's what you are asking uh, as i said i am not sure of that question and regarding the other question whether material nature is material nature or something else so i mean it is ultimately the lord's energy right there is if if you truly understand there is nothing that is material there is nothing that is uh, you know uh, not spiritual because even material energy is his energy and if you break it down to its components we, you will actually start to understand you know it it depends on our level of Uh, understanding i was listening to again another prabhu and you know it's basically like if you look at our body do you know uh, we see it as a whole complete body right our own body we think it is solid body it is complete body but if it is held under microscope you will know that there are millions and millions of holes in this body every you know a small piece of skin has so many holes in it so what we see what we think is different similarly 
you know, uh, in Shastra they say that this body is a city of nine gates. So Shastra is only talking about those nine gates. But ultimately, if you actually break it down and look at everything under a microscope, it is a completely different thing than what we perceive it as. Even the, uh, you know, the Prabhu was actually giving an example of, he was saying the paper, a small flat piece of paper, uh, you know, we think it's, it has no dimension to it, it is just one millimeter of paper. But when you hold the same paper under microscope, you will start to see that it has mountains and valleys and caves, etc. Because under microscope, everything can be seen. Similarly, the ink on the paper will start to show different patterns, different colors, different things on it. So, this material nature is basically, it will become what you want it to become. That is the role of Durga. You, you know, <clears throat> But if you start to look at it, even the material nature and just through matter, if you actually able to dissect it, you'll keep going down. So you will break the molecules into atoms, atoms will be broken into subatomic particles, then you keep going down, you will find energy. And there it is Krishna. So basically it is the same Play-Doh with which you can make a cow and you made a goat and you put it together, it becomes a lump of clay and you put it out again and you can create a plate and you can create a cup and you again break it and you create something else. So that is what material nature is. It is not, if you are trying to think that material nature is unreal, that it is, uh, you know, imaginary, no, it is very real. I mean, we are in this body and the body is real, its needs are real, but it is temporary. And when we understand that we are actually not this body, you will be able to see it a little better, right? So if you create that distance and try to understand that when, when I am in this body, what is this body? Then you will understand that, you know, and maybe I'll give an example, uh, Mataji, if we have time. Uh, I'll try to be very quick, but you'll have to be very imaginative with this example. Just imagine that, you know, you are sitting and you are looking at your hand. That hand is not moving on its own. That hand is because it is just matter. Matter does not move on its own. That hand is comprised of water, uh, earth elements, everything. And yet the hand is incapable of moving itself, right? What do you need to move that hand? You need some energy. You can realize, right? To move the hand, just try to lift it and you will understand that you actually put some energy to move that hand. So matter is unable to move it, but the energy is moving that matter. But what made that energy move that hand? So you had that thought that said, let me move my hand. So your mind is now controlling the energy which is controlling the matter. Now where is that mind controlled by? Now let's, and there is that distinction, mind is just likes and dislikes, uh, emotions. So, but they are controlled, they are supposed to be controlled by intelligence. The moment you start to go deeper and deeper, now I'll ask, I'll tell you how you, your intelligence controls this. 
So let's say you want to move your hand because there is a snake or a scorpion next to it. So now your mind is telling you move your hand away. But your intelligence says the speed with which you can move your hand is much less than the speed with which the snake will bite you. So your intelligence controls your mind by saying keep the hand where it is. Now this intelligence is also material because it is making a distinction between that snake and your hand. It is thinking, oh the snake is bad, I need to protect, this hand is mine, snake is something else. That bite will make this body die. But at conscious level, which is what we truly are, consciousness is awareness. Awareness will be what? At that level, you are free from duality. So it will think, oh, the mouth of the snake touched this, it created two holes, something went inside, that thing started to, uh, you know, uh, coagulate my the blood inside this body. Oh, and uh, this body has stopped breathing. But the awareness carries you further. So that consciousness is what we are. So this whole material world is around this consciousness. It is not unreal. It is temporary. The moment you change the consciousness, you you uh, you know. Basically, depending on the consciousness, you create a certain matter around you. Uh, that is what different life forms are. So it's not like material nature is something very mysterious. It is simply a combination of what consciousness uh, we carry, what intelligence it uh, develops, that intelligence develops a mind, that mind uh, gathers certain energy around it and that energy shapes the body we are in. So that's really what material nature is. Uh, in physics, they try to study it as uh, you know, combination of matter and energy. In chemicals, they try to study, in chemistry, they try to study it as chemicals. In biology, we study it as you know, organic cells and inorganic cells. But ultimately, it's all Basically, those eight elements that Krishna actually says in chapter 7, that these are my different eight energies. So that's really what material nature is. It is not unreal. It is going to be existent all the time till Mahavishnu breathes itself in. But its shape and forms vary by uh, different things. I don't know whether I have answered your question, Mataji, but uh, your question was very... Uh, you know, you left it to interpretation, so I interpreted it this way. Uh, I hope I have answered. If not, please forgive me. Uh, yes, Ramji, I understood. Like first, like for the first question, I had asked it because uh, there's this uh, one uh, Mataji in like my Bhakti Bhikshya class. Her name is Krishna. So like once during introductions and all that, they were telling their names and everything. So uh, she said that there were five people in this world that are very dear to the Lord. So because of that, they have uh, the Lord's name, and she was telling all of that. So I couldn't hear that. And then yeah, her name was Krishna. So she was explaining uh, all of that stuff. So I couldn't hear exactly what she said, so I decided to ask uh, Prabhuji, but yeah, it's okay. And for my second question, I asked uh, if this material nature is itself or something, and I understood, because uh, I thought it was first Maya, but then yeah, Prabhuji, I understood. 
so the way it is is mataji the moment we see material nature uh different from krishna we see material nature on its own when we think this atom and atom alone that becomes maya when we see the atom and we see krishna then it is not maya uh, so that that's really what it is the moment you see anything in this universe as devoid of krishna immediately that is the beginning of maya when you see everything as krishna and part of krishna and krishna's energies and his play then it is not maya that it is uh, you know very simply explained in the chatushloki bhagavat also i think it is in the second canto uh, i forget uh, which chapter there are four verses there uh, i'll get back to you either on this group or whatever but uh, in the chatushloki bhagavat it basically says that anything in this world if you see it disconnected from me it is maya the moment you see uh, it in connection to me then it's all transcendent so there it's is a, in that sense, point yeah quite probably it's a it's a 2.933 yes 2.934 2.935 and 2.936 that Yeah, it, it's right. Eta vadai jignasam tattva jignasu natmana anyavati rekadvyam yatasyat sarvata sarvada. It says that a person willing to know the supreme truth should only know that whatever exists eternally beyond time and everything uh, beyond space during the process of creation and annihilation is the ultimate truth you know that's what this is in uh, 2.36 yeah. i think one of the previous the second or the third verse actually says that and you you know uh, yeah the, the second is, verse yeah yeah second one she says rutedam yata priyate na na pratiyet chatmani ಸಿಸ್ as not krishna then it is maya otherwise it is all clear that's true yeah and you will actually you can this is a very simple statement but it has so many profound applications in anything in any situation you can start to see this and you will understand whether you are thinking materially or spiritually uh so uh, a crude example perhaps but i you know i will mention it so when we see a car we say oh it's a toyota it's a honda but it's a name of the person who created that company toyota it created name of the person who created honda whether it is mercedes benz so benz is the name of the guy who established that company so in a way we see something and we relate it to the creator of it indirectly whether we are aware or not 
Similarly, when you see a painting, you will say, oh, this is, uh, you know, Rembrandt. When you listen to some music, oh, that's A.R. Rehmer. When you see it, listen to some voice, oh, you may say, oh, it's Lata Mangeshkar. Right? So, the point is, when we see this world, we should see Krishna. The moment we see something else, that is Maya. Because he is the creator. So the way we are able to relate and we say this is the creator or he is the owner, whatever that is, when you see a dress, sometimes nowadays people are going crazy. They have even started to, uh, you know, put so much value behind the name of the person who created the dress. So we, but we recognize, we, the point is, even in material life, we actually recognize certain things that the creation is seen uh, in the context of the Creator. So, the point is, in nine, chapter 9, verse 10, when Krishna says this material, this whole manifestation is from me, the same principle should apply. We should say Krishna. We shouldn't say then the world, right? The moment we see world without Krishna, it is Maya. Hare Krishna. Prabhuji, this applies to everywhere uh, in our daily life and also in schools and all that. Uh, yes, Prabhuji? Uh, Mataji, see, in some sense, there is no perfect way to describe Krishna. There is no perfect way to describe uh, spirituality. Uh, so, these are, in some sense, crude analogies. You will have to understand and apply them uh, correctly. It's basically just to gain some additional knowledge. So it doesn't mean that in every situation you must exactly, uh, you would be able to exactly apply this kind of thinking. It's just an analogy to extract knowledge, right? So yes, the principle that what if you see Krishna in everything, it is spiritual and if you see things devoid of Krishna, it is material, is true. Because when you, so let me explain. So when we don't see Krishna, then someone who is not acting as per what you want, is it's material. How, how is it material? Because you see it as duality. You think that I want this and the person wants that. The moment you step away from that duality, you see Krishna, then you realize, oh, that is what he wants. I am a part of this creation. I am part of Krishna. And therefore, what Krishna wants needs to happen immediately at that time it's not like that other person is starting to going to behave as to or same as what you want but the reaction that you feel anger frustration uh, hatred fight jealousy whatever will not be there and that is what makes it spiritual you understand what i'm saying Mataji? so you know uh, when you see Krishna's presence in any situation or any person, then if without seeing it in relation to Krishna, we would have created so many other materialistic reactions to within our own mind and our psychology. But when you see Krishna, the same thing, same situation will generate compassion, love. If it's a good situation, you will feel gratitude. Uh, and if it is a bad situation, you will have acceptance for it. You will be more tolerant about it. So it doesn't mean that things will change just because you are saying, oh, it is Krishna. So, that, you know, things will become what you want. No, 
but what it will do is you will be able to have a different perspective the duality that causes pain and misery in this world will go down Hey Krishna I think we are past time here I'm sorry if I have rambled on uh, my apologies to all the devotees but if everyone is willing maybe we can close the call here Hare Krishna Prabhu ji such a wonderful class and please don't feel apologize uh, your classes are always wonderful and it's nice to hear group discussion so doshanagata mataji is not here today but uh, the class was so wonderful with all of you hari krishna thank you thank you mataji so uh, you know sharanagata mataji has given this responsibility to us to uh, see to it that the next three sundays we are able to have our calls uh, i would request one of you perhaps saladardas prabhu or uh, valli mataji if you want to take the lead and maybe even the two young matajis we would be very happy to hear from you if you want to uh, start the discussion off prepuji will be there for the next sunday right can you please uh, take over for the next sunday too when you are not here then haladar prepuji will take his turn <laughs> because it is so important discussion and we don't want to leave on our heads because you are the greatest person that i have ever heard on the lead leadership yes. qualities and so you can discuss the previous mm-hmm. and connections to the yes. other verses and all these things prabhu ji whenever yes, you are yeah. leaving to march are very right yeah you are very right because whenever we discuss prabhu ji class the topic is a very different perspective because of his studies on on this topic whatever we are um topic of that sunday mata ji that yes thank you i thank you all for saying that but i'm just thinking that uh, you know sharnagata mata ji had basically said you we all should take it so i'm hoping that uh, you know i i'll of course be very happy to uh, be part of the conversation so Okay, I mean, I'll leave it to everybody. Hare Krishna.